Welcome to New Dimensions with your host, Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Our identities are not labels identifying who we are to others. Rather, they are found in God's riches, His likeness and character. We can discover our true selves and live the way He has intended for us to live. Now, here is Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Hello, friends. I have a great show for you. We're lined up for another show. I'm always expected to produce new stuff. This is about almost 60 of these hours that I've done. I really enjoy them. I hope to bring a lot of newness just to inspire and elucidate in our daily lives. We, you know, we have this, there's only so many problems we have. We have financial problems, we have emotional problems, which are relational problems, not psychological problems, not health problems. So there's only so many ways you can go with those. But um, we, we go deeper each time and we try and, re and really just put a, put a light in the path of life. We get very stuck in the routine and sometimes we don't, we just see the path, but we don't see the bigger, the bigger picture. But I have an awesome show for you today. We're going out live to each and every part of the world, near far and wide. Welcome. It's an honor firstly to do this for God because he's put it on my heart to, to do these shows and an honor that you've made time on this show. You know, your time is as important to me as it is to you. And I do not take it lightly. You know, as there are many other things you could be doing and many other speakers that you could be listening to. But I'm believing that the journey we'll be taking together over the next few minutes will plant seeds that will fall on fertile soil that will result in a shift in any area of your life that you're seeking a breakthrough. You know, ask yourself what area in your life you're looking for a shift in. You know, you may be frustrated by by certain things, but a sudden shift, whatever it is, can happen at any time. And why not right now? We need really to have the um, expectation of things to happen. When we go into a day with the same thoughts as we had yesterday, nothing new will happen. We need to expect, even though it's hard, it's harder to actually stay with the same expectation, which is usually low expectation, that things will change, than to go into something with a positive mind. Very often, mindset can be so key. A friend of mine, actually last week, his mother was in a very critical stage, She'd fallen, she's on blood thinners, she had a huge swelling. It was touch and go for a while. But most of the problem, he actually said to me, because I actually spoke to him at length yesterday, was her mindset in that. She was so fixed on what she could be losing or not being up to what she's going into that she was fighting all those things. Very often we fight our circumstances rather than work them for us. We can't change them, but our mindset in them can bring things from them. So your patience really is your greatest asset or your lack of patience, your greatest enemy. Very often we're up about praying to God because we feel it's not being answered in our time. We can walk out of marriage because we feel it's it's not working to our time frame. We can give up on a business, give up on a dream, give up on writing a book, give up on having a child because we come victim to statistics, but we don't listen really to God in that. And he says, all things are possible. Through me, all things are possible. Ask and it should be given. Seek and you should be fine. And what that really means is it may not happen now. You may not get a red bike at 6 a.m. in this, uh, this time of year. However, it if you continue to persist and keep an open mindset with expectation, you will, you will change what you're walking into. This I've expanded on. This wasn't really part of the show, but God moves me and, and moves me around. And it's something really that I, I'm speaking into. 
You can access this show live each Wednesday here on the wonderful Voice America Network. And my thanks goes out to them for making this possible. They're a really great network. They have other, other great shows in different areas as well. Uh, and then you can access the shows anytime on iTunes under the New Dimensions. I don't really check my show statistics because I believe if it's a spirit-led show, God will build it. Just like the five loaves and two fish. Okay, that's a natural act in us in having those, but the miraculous act comes really in the spirit developing what you've got. So, but I did happen to look on iTunes, and every show is full. So, we we are reaching people. It is growing. It, it is spreading. So, it's great. It's not like selling genes being in ministry. I, I explained this to another person. If I was selling a hundred thousand genes a month, buying them for a dollar and selling them for two, you know, I've made. $100,000. But doing this, we're going into the dark. But, you know, we don't live by what we see. We live by faith. And faith is really the essence of God, his word, his character and likeness. But I just wanted to say, do not get stuck in the old. And Isaiah 43, 19, see, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So streams in the wasteland means I'm filling your lack with my abundance and in the wilderness means I've been walking in a disease or I've been walking in a bad marriage or walking with a child with an addiction or maybe I've had an addiction and I'm making a way out of that because the only way to get out of something is to go through it. I have to, if I'm going into a storm on a road, a, a giant hailstorm, and I've been in some of those, you're totally blind and you see brake lights maybe in the distance, but you really have the faith that in that time, the you're totally blind to it. It's just like flying in an aircraft. We're really putting our hands really in God's hands because you're in this cockpit. You have no control, absolutely no control, but you have control over your faith. And that's what keeps you in the plane because if you didn't have faith, you wouldn't be in the plane. So this was the introduction to, introduction to what we're doing today. The title of today's show is Your True Self. You may have noticed everything in our society nowadays is labeled. Food is labeled with things like organic. People are labeled by the jobs they do, CEO, director, manager, floor shop worker, trash collector, or coffee barista. We have things that are you know, first class, economy class, economy premium, base model, premium model, and so forth. We're born into a society that labels everything. Because of its obsession to find meaning to things by putting most of us really find value in the labels that society has created, even though they don't allow us to view things as they really are or for their true potential. All of this labeling creates a false framework made by society that tells us how we should think about something rather than allowing us to be open and develop our own decisions. They really are very powerful things because when we re see, let's say, first class, we immediately say, well, this must be for successful people. I was actually sitting one time in premium economy on Virgin and a gentleman, I'll not mention his name, is a well-known gentleman. He has a large shoe company. And I said, how are you doing today? And he said, obviously, uh, like you, not very well because I'm sitting here. He assumes that everybody in the front of the plane is doing well, but they may be depressed. They may be suicidal. They may not be doing well, or they may be stretching their credit cards. So Labels really restrict, and I'm using this really as an example, as a parable. They really restrict the ability to maybe see what something is because we tend to judge things by the cover, very much by what it's labeled. 
you know, of course, some labels are helpful, such as the ones that give us information, like the best before date on a food product. We don't want to buy something in September or October if it was uh, expired in June. That may not be very good. Maybe some of us won't be here on the show. But most of the time, if something is labeled, it will be restricted by the label. If I say that I'm fat, I cannot lose weight. I'm putting a limit on myself. If I say I'm not good at learning about computers or that person is merely a car wash attendant or barista, this creates a limit on what I deem them capable of doing. This may not sound like a big deal to you, but it's a major factor in negatively impacting the potential of our lives as it stretches into all areas of life, including new opportunities, new jobs that we're looking into, and new relationships. Very often, people will dissect a potential job offer and by the time they've dissected it, they put it, of course, into their cognizance, into their own mind box, and they've talked themselves out of maybe a job that could have given them an unseen blessing. We need to go forward. We've got to have a forward, open attitude, and the labeling really it contaminates our thoughts. It contaminates our relationships because we go into maybe a relationship. We have a checklist. A lot of people have this, do they do that? Do they do this? Do they do that? But that's already prejudged something before you really go into it. So I'm thinking, think of the things we lose because our mind doesn't permit them to be who they are or to be what it is, what that job could be, what that person could be, what that day could be. This is, this is deep. It stretches. If you really stretch your mind, but we're in this, as I say, on this hamster's wheel, we're expediting life. We're going through the process. I get that way sometimes, but I'm aware of these things and I practice to get myself out of those things. We're all human and we've got to remember that's our propensity, but we can break habits and have less of that propensity. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm too cheap. I'm too dumb. I don't look good. I'm not desirable. I, I'm stuck in my job because I need to make this much money. These are all labels and limitations we put on ourselves. I'll never amount to anything. I cannot wear a skirt because my legs are too fat. My legs are too skinny. I look ugly. I don't like the shape of my face. All of this is manifested through the labels that have been placed in us, sometimes since birth by others, and then they're fed by ourselves. We participate in those. So they're perpetuated by ourselves and they continue to be an habitual way of living. But imagine if no label were ever placed on you and you could have a life that was intended for you rather than one micromanaged by false man-made ideas that are attached to people and things. Remember, think about this. If your, if your mind didn't have a story, how would your life look today? And that's really a question you should sit and ponder. Maybe even listen to the show again or maybe after it's over, just make a note on a bit of paper. How would it be? Most people are stuck because they believe these labels to be true. They're stuck on appearances. They're stuck on status. They're stuck on typecast, on things being right or wrong. They're so tied in that jail that they cannot move forward. I mean, labels act as a bondage for them. You may be thinking, how do you find the core you? You know, we can move away from being our story. We can move forward into the process of being, which is our core, which is the essence of us, our being which brings us closer to enlightenment and closer to God's plan. You are in his likeness, you're in his being, that is your core, it's a spirit being. So subject and object become harmoniously intertwined. In other words, I am no longer in separation of all that is around me, but instead in unison with all of it. 
This way I'm functioning like I should be and not just struggling as an individual entity in this world. Take, for example, an orchestra of 50 people, a classical orchestra. They sound great because all of them are functioning together. They become one body. They become one unity. But if they saw themselves as a separate individual, the sound they made would no longer be great music, but a noise of all of them trying to compete with one another. Hmm, sounds like our unhappy world, doesn't it? You know, when Jesus said the truth will set you free, this meant once we free ourselves of being form and body, we can step into a, a realm of being, a spirit being that's eternal, thus freeing us from the trappings of temporality or vulnerability. You can then leave the life behind as a caterpillar and step into your full destiny as a butterfly. You no longer need to have a limited life trapped to the world's paradigms or statistics. You can live a life without wars or boundaries, as all our limits, remember, are sourced in our egoic state, which brings with it the feeling of separation. This is why in the conditioned mind, which is the ego, we're separate. And many of us really are struggling in stress. We're struggling in worry. We're struggling in cynicism. We're struggling in limitations. As when you're separate, you're functioning, but not optimally. It's like, if I explain to you like this, it's like a child in a store with its parents and suddenly no longer has them in its sight. Remember that feeling, we've all had it at some time in our childhood. Well, that's how many of us feel about our lives today. We're functioning, but not opt optimally. It can be compared to driving a car using one of the spare tires. You, you can still drive it, but only with caution because it cannot perform to its full potential. Well, many of us, that's exactly how we live our lives out. We live, but nowhere close to our full potential because we have all of this in our minds. When you are separate, not part of unity, in other words, to be in God, to be in the spirit, you are joined with everything. God is in all creation. And when we're created spiritual and we are spiritual beings, we're in all creation. But because of our society and because of our exposure, we become individuals. So we then struggle. We're not in the orchestra. I'm trying to really elucid, explain this in a way you'd understand it. We're no longer part of a functioning orchestra, but we're individuals making our own music. And this can affect us in business. It can affect us in relationships, the way we see people. It can affect us even in racism. And I'm going to do another show very soon on that. I've been very active on the media about the cause and effect of that. It's a conditioned Cancer, it's a cancer, but it's conditioned. All of these things we're not born with, but we condition them. And the fact of the matter is just because we're doing something and we're conditioned by society doesn't mean that that's what God had planned for us. It, it's not. So the body as you see it is just a container containing the chocolates. It's containing the real you. The box of the chocolates is not the chocolates, but what's inside is the chocolate. That's you, the spirit, which is inside the shell. So the visible part of a body is a false perception. It's a false perception of, of the real you. The real you cannot be defined by what you see. The true definition is what you cannot see. It is from the ability to see from the inside out that true being can be connected to. If we look at our lives, if you look at your life just as your birth and death, you're living in an illusion, a created illusion, a mind box facade of what you really are. So it's a, uh, an artificial deceptive veil to the, your real reality. Beneath your body, which is your container, a mind, spirit, and soul. A magnificent miracle that began as a microscopic seed. Now, if this is not miraculous enough, wait for it, fearfully and wonderfully made in the image and likeness of God. And 
you may ask, what's this fearfully and wonderfully made? It's because it's so beyond our grasp, it is fearfully and wonderfully made. It's beyond our human ability to rationalize, to study, or even come close in our cognizance of understanding. It takes us out of our limitations of space and time and into a deeper meaning of timeless infinity for our lives. The reason this is so hard for us to grasp or even think it possible is because we are mostly referenced ourselves by what we can see. So our life becomes this walk on eggshells thinking that we're this body that's going to die. Most of us, in, in, in truth, we're, we're fearful of two things. Either we'll not make it, either we'll not be enough, or that we're going to die. I hear this so much. I hope my parents are not going to die. I hope I'm not going to die. I speak to hundreds of people on this, maybe thousands of people. I've been through all these things, as you know. So I've been through the fire. It's about a perception shift. It's true you're going to die in your corporal, but in the spirit, you're joined with all of eternity. This is your temporal home in preparation for your permanent one. I know this probably sounds odd to you because you probably don't hear it. But if you stop and critically think and critically think, this is the key for a moment, 70, 80 or even 100 years old, you may be, pales in comparison to the thousands of years the world has been in existence. So this can give way to embracing, you know, the thought that you are a spirit being living in a human moment. I'm having a human moment. You know, this can be a real catalyst to limiting half of your fears and limitations, which remember are self-perpetuated. You have participated in that story. Um, fear of dying really is, is fear of living because <clears throat> in order to truly live, you have to embrace the fact that first you will have to die. And when you embrace that, that eradicates that fear. But it's only really the shell that you're here, and it's in preparation for the eternal self. You know, I feel my parents <clears throat> just as much now as I did when they were here, in actual fact, even more, and they haven't gone. They've gone back to God, the creator. So it's about changing. And I was explaining this to a lady yesterday. And she said, you know, thank you for pointing this out. I've really changed my perception because that's all we can do. We can't change the world, but when we change the way we see things, very simply what we see changes. And talking about limitation, 2 Peter 3.8 tells us, and I love this one, but do not forget this one thing, dear friends. I love it the way, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. And Psalm 94 tells us, 90, point, 90 uh, verse 4, a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. So Really, we are timeless, we, um, we're limitless, we die in the shell, but the shell is not us. We are a spirit in, in a house of a shell. So the agent, the agent, and I call this the conduit to making a connection to your true self. You may be, aren't we talking about connecting to true self? We'll never be in adding something outside of yourself, as nothing from the outside can feed or fulfill the inside. The inside is spiritual, outside's carnal. It will not feed it. The truth can only be found from within you, the internal revelation of an external manifestation. So the inner self is the bridge to your true being. It's your inside that bridges it. Pure connectedness to God, pure connectedness to oneness, eternal and forever living is your true self, which is, which is in his likeness. So instinctively, because we've come from that source, we've known it all along. The stories we read, let's say, in fairy tales, they reveal a magical connection between narratives of disguise and a metamorphosis to something permanent and authentic. If you remember, there was Beauty and the Beast, 
I think the beast must win the beautiful girl's heart in order to become a prince. So he always was a prince, but was the beast because that was his conditioned mind. I'm using a parable here. So there's a remembrance to what he was. There was a remembrance just being born as a spirit. There was a remembrance to our source. The ugly duckling, you know, ugly duckling turned into a swan in the fairy tale, but he was always a swan. So they take us away. This type of fairy tale takes you to a new dimension of your mind and, and another awakening, a consciousness of maybe our bodies being just a transporter to an unseen dimension that we're not master over. Yes, heaven, the unseen dimension. We have no control whether we go there or what is there, but it's completely, most of the time we'll be in the universe, we'll be in the unseen realm. Just if our loved ones have gone, that's that's the experience. They've gone back to that. So we remember what we were because we were sourced in that essence from God and that remembrance is the catalyst from our body that takes us back to that. So all of these things work together to bring us back to the remembrance. So our body actually is needed because it, and sometimes the things we go through in life, the trials, the circumstances, the tragedies, because it brings us back to a more consciousness of who we are. I know with me in the last 10 years, if it hadn't been for all of these tragedies, I have become God conscious because at those times, it's things are beyond your control. And it, it's the catalyst to discover who you really are. So you have remembrance. That's why a lot of us are so angry because we're trying to find meaning in relationships, in more money in our jobs, in owning more things. But the real truth is once you discover, once you discover your spiritual identity, the game's over for the enemy of your negative mind. And I'll repeat this again. Once you find your spiritual identity, the game is over for the story that's in your mind today. So we need a touch really from the maker. We need to reunite with our true spiritual identity. And the shell becomes the catalyst for this. You may ask, how do I get, how do I get this touch, you may ask. That's something probably on a lot of our minds. As we've been raised in a world with a pessimistic outlook generated from culture and the media, it becomes our worldview and our individual understanding of reality. If you put on any news program, we're having an, ele an election campaign here, which is fraught with bitterness and rudeness and recrimination. It's fraught with some very dark forces. And that's how the world is. It's removed from the spirits. It's become a dark force. I'm not being negative about it. I'm just being very positive. We won't be having all of these problems all of these societal problems, all of these racial problems, all of these problems with children abandoned, all of these problems with abuse, all of these problems with pornography, all of these problems with addictions, if, if we didn't have a worldview that was in darkness. So, and the reason why it's in darkness is we're not really made in that essence. So it's like putting a, a goldfish out of water, we be, we've become really crazed by it. So, the worldview is, is, is that worldview. So in a way, leaving those unhealthy beliefs meaning, means leaving the life that you have come to know. This can only be done with a rising up in your awareness and your consciousness and your faith. That's exactly what happened to me in 2008. It was a rising of my consciousness, awareness, and then a rising of faith. So that's the change that we're, it's available to all of us. And that's why really we can speak to 7 billion people. 
This is not religiosity. It's getting you back to your tr how you're truly created. It's not religiosity. It's not making it wrong. None of us are doing something wrong. We're actually doing something we've been conditioned to do. And I'll put that out there. Yes, some of the things may not be good things. They may not be building people or positive things in the community or loving, but they're conditioned. It's important to remember that we come from the same source. What makes it really hard is that our story needs feeding as it can only survive by you putting the same thoughts back into your default mode. That's how something exists. You need to keep feeding it. That's how, let's say, um, ants would exist. They exist off a food source maybe they found in a home, and they keep coming back to it. So, yes, we, we, we participate in those thoughts because if we stopped them and broke them, obviously we change. It's like if we drive at 80 miles an hour and we're breaking the speed limit and it becomes our habit – we do it, but if we become conscious and raise our consciousness to the risks and we do the speed limit, which is 50, we would also change it. The other problem we've got to look at is we're ex extremely attached to externally attached to things. We externally reference our lives to all things that we can see, our spouse, our home, our children, our pets, our bank account outcomes to our expectations to things or our circumstances. With all this going on, connecting to God becomes a real challenge. And to be honest, achieved by very few people. Just like the journey from Exodus to the Promised Land, it was a 240-mile journey approximately. It could have been done in 11 days, but it became a 40-year battle. And the reason why they battled is they battled with the Spirit, which is God, so long. The people did all kinds of things, debauchery, sinning, anger, theft very much like our world is today. And it's getting worse, in, in my opinion, and in a lot of people's opinions, because we've become a society with a small G instead of a big G. If we're God-focused, you know, it changes the way we feel about ourselves. Because if we love the essence, if we love God, we have a hard problem actually not loving other people. So being angry towards others is coming really from a manifestation of being in a separate state. Once we become back aligned with the spirit, our aroma changes. In other words, the things we think about change, our goals change, our purpose changes, the way we talk changes, the foul mouth gets put away. All of this stuff really is, is born out of an unawareness. It's low consciousness. And that's just really conditioning by society. You know, when, when I grasped the idea that when I abandoned everything, I've already known visible, my father tragically, my mother tragically, a great deal of money in a bank investment, no salary since 2012 to build the book and the ministry and the investments I've, I've made in the ministry. You know, all I have really is now the whole idea that you're tied to what your life has been or the things you've seen will keep you doing an 11 day journey in 40 years too hasn't changed. When people say the Bible is dated, no, it's not, because there are always financial, emotional, and health problems. People were people. They may not have had technology to operate an iPhone or technology to operate a computer or fly to space or have robots combing the ocean floor or have medication to heal them. But the essence, it, it's, it's no, it's still the same. It's still, nothing is, that's timeless. Struggling in our carnal shell, which is the adapted way and the spirit, it's always been, it's been since creation. That's how it was created. So the sooner you can really realize that controlling the things around you is not possible. The things you see, people, jobs, 
I call them universal flux. You can then start to connect to God and give your life a deeper meaning and purpose. And this message really is for somebody. It's let me give you an analogy. When you're on a plane journey high above, let's say 35,000 feet, you look back through the window, you can see the sky you've passed and the vapor that you've left behind. You can ask yourself the question, what's making this plane go forward? Well, it can't be the vapor. The vapor can't fly the plane. It's, it's just the trail that you've left behind. It can't make the plane go forward any more than the trail you've left behind in your life is responsible for where you are going now and where you're moving forward with your life. So the belief that whatever you've been or had is all from your societally conditioned mind. It's an illusion, a conduit, a condition. It's a limitation. There is no past. That's, again, part of the mind's conditioning. Everything that you or I have encountered happened in a present moment. That's all there ever really will be, a bunch of present moments in a line of timeless eternity. So the quality of your life isn't really in your relationship to the past or where you're going in the future. It's in your relationship to the present. It's in this moment now and how you feel about it. That's really what you're really left with. It's, it's a line of minutes. This is all you will ever have. So we started the show half an hour ago, but we're now in a now. And when we finish in half an hour's time, it'll just be another now. And when you brush your teeth tonight, or wherever you are in the world, this may be very soon, it, it, it will just be now. That, that's, that's all you ever have. I, the past, it's gone. But we spend so much time, two things, so much time not forgiving people in our past, they did this to me because we've taken things personally. And as we know, we should, we can't take things personally because by releasing somebody and forgiving them, not only do you empower yourself to be able to live again, but also um, the burden that they're carrying. So they haven't done anything to you. They've passed their brokenness on to you. So if I've been broken, if I have a basket of lemons, I can only give you a lemon. I can't give you an orange. And this is for somebody. We need to let that go and realize that it's not my past. It's not my future because my present, I'm in it. God says I'm able to do all things. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm more than a conqueror. I can do all things. Do not grow weary because in due season you'll reap a harvest. So it will change. Your marriage will change. Your finances will change. Your health will change. All of these things. But so much of the time we're spent festering about the past. We really are. This is A lot of us can connect to this or stressed about what may happen in the future. Oh, wait, what will happen in Brazil with the Zika? Well, the Olympics were phenomenal. What will happen if ISIS attacks a government building on July 4th? It was a great firework display. So you see it's paying interest on things that may never happen. But many of us, and I'm spending time on this, if you could rid yourself with the unforgiveness of the past or the stress of what's coming or may not come in the future, you can live right here, right now with the ability that God's given you and you will have heaven's provision in your earthly walk. And this really is a powerful concept. We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back for the second segment. I'm really looking forward to this. Have a great break and I'll talk to you really soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. 
it is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to New Dimensions. To reach Reverend Nicholas or his guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to nbarrett28 at yahoo.com. Now, back to New Dimensions. Hello again. Welcome back. I hope you had a good break. It was a short break, but we're going somewhere on this. I'm having a lot of fun. I hope you're enjoying it, whether one are listening or a million are listening. It's just as important to me because we do this message. Really, I do this message for God, but also to help people. My passion is to help people. I'm not building labels. Really, I'm building kingdom with this because I would like to. We can only change the world one person at a time. And the only way we can change the world is through what people see and what they hear. So what you're reading or watching on television becomes your reality and what you're hearing. So I'm hoping what you're hearing is motivating and inspiring you that you also can be a, a change. I wanted to mention again, you can access this show on iTunes. All of the podcasts are available. We have about 40, but by the end of the year, there'll be about 60. By just putting in new dimensions, you don't have to put in Reverend Nicholas Barrett. Just put in new dimensions with an S at the end, and you'll get through. Also, the book that was released in New York on the 6th of September, it's actually been selling rather well. You may want to get a copy. I can only spend so long with you each week on these shows, but it's called Get Out of Mind Jail. Create your new life with your new thoughts. It's available through a branch of Random House, but it's on Amazon.com. You can get the hard copy, the soft copy on Kindle. It's available through bookstores, Barnes and Noble. But it's for a price, really, of a sandwich and a cup of coffee from Starbucks. You can have this book that I hope will really – I did it during a period of the tragic passing of my mother and – Continue to write it, even at that hellacious time, because I, I and I would spend six hours of time writing it and would feel dizzy at the end. So I put a lot of spirit-led love into that book, and uh, hopefully you'll, you'll benefit from it. But enough with that. We've, we've got this journey, as the show has K2 on the banner, which is the second highest mountain behind Everest, which is 29,032 feet, I believe. And this one's about 28, but it's the hardest to climb because it has vertical ascents that are particularly dangerous, treacherous. But we're going on this journey. We've talked about labels. We've talked about how 
the carnal, actually our bodies are conduit to connecting to God. And sometimes that can be through circumstances. We've talked about how the mind is limited in its story and how this can prevent us really from seeing what's inside the box of chocolates because we're already concerned with the label on the outside. How working as an individual has made us separate, functioning, but not fully. And how in unison, just as we talked about in orchestra, we produce great music. And a society that's together and unified, wow, what a powerful society that would be. And that's my prayer. I'm hoping in America we'll get that. I'm doing my best with people just to elucidate a condition. Um, because separatism and racism, is a, it's a cancer. It's a condition that's being conditioned. We're not born with that. No one's at fault. I'm not blame, no particular person's to blame for it, but it's, it's as a whole, the conditioning of society. If you've been in a smoky room, you are victim to having that cancer, for example, or that smell. But enough on that. How good are you at being, really? We talked about your connection to the present moment is the sum total of the quality of your life. How good are you at being in the present moment? Ask yourself this question because your answer will expose the true quality of your life. We can live an illusion that sounds something like this. My life is the way it is. Things are not, things are what they are. I hear this a lot. They are what they are. This is the world I live in. All these examples are very real and I'm certain most of you can relate. They're false belief systems that prevent you really to getting the best life and to connecting to God's master plan for you and all he intended for you to become. You know, there are obstacles to truly living a life of less burden, more, more joy, a much more meaningful life, a much more positive life. And again, imagine if your mind didn't have its story. You know, you would no longer need to live to the tune of your story as you'd have better access to hear God. So we hear three things. We hear media and society. We hear our own committee. I call this the committee of the mind. This is the most savage because it follows you around. You can switch the news program off. You can go back to your home and close it up and board it up and be away from society. But that mind, oh boy, the, the, the committee of the mind will, will give you bloodshot eyes in the morning, sleepless nights that'll put you on Prozac. It'll make you angry, make you hate the people in your family. It will make you cuss and swear like you won't believe. Boy, 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 that is the, really the biggest enemy. And with all that going on, how can we possibly hear God? I mean, we can't really tune into it. So to make a shift in thinking first requires a shift in your awareness of what you're doing and your consciousness, uh, not just uncritically moving into things in a, in a routine or that's become your norm. There isn't really no norm. The norm is what we decide it to be. There is no norm. We can rise another level. Like the air conditioning system, there is no norm to that. It can go 50 degrees or 90 degrees. Same thing with your life. There is no norm. That's a condition. Remember, your thoughts, beliefs, and reality is only the way you see it, through your digesting of it, through your perception. You know, when you can pass this setup, you can then live in recognition or remembrance of who you truly are. Romans 12.2 tells us to be transformed by the renewing of the mind. God must have known you had it before, as how could it be renewed if you didn't have it? It's just like your magazine subscription to be renewed. Well, I can't renew it if I didn't have it before. Or a refill on a cup of coffee at Starbucks. How can you refill something that wasn't first there? So Romans 12.2 tells us God knew we had it. So this will truly help you to start to move towards the essence of who you really are. You're not a human being, as I say. 
you are a spirit being, you are a human being, but a spirit being having a temporal human experience. So Isaiah 55, 8 tells us, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. His ways are higher and his thoughts not the same as ours. So we get trapped into this identity of self in our problems, in our life, in our, in our troubles, and that becomes our definition of who we are, and hence our limitations. If we identify in a problem, guess what? The life will become a problem. You know, there is spaciousness all around you, but we're so focused on the forest that we're eluded from seeing the bigger picture to our life, to our existence, to our purpose. Look at all the objects around you. There are spaces in between them, but we get stuck in the object so we don't see what's all around them. And I always say, there's always greater that's unseen than that's seen. So God consciousness is eternal, and we limit this with our temporal. He is trying to do a new thing in you, and you're stuck in what went wrong a day ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, even 30 years ago. The bigger picture is up in all around you but you get stuck in the objectivity of it all. Once you can align your thoughts with your true identity, you can then begin a process to minimize the limitations that you have attached to your life. If you're not aligned to God, it's hard to fully reach your true potential. It's like buying the ingredients for making a cake and the manufacturer of one of the ingredients not putting a label on what's inside the cake or tin. You buy it because you know what you need to make the cake because you know what you need is inside the box or the tin. So this is meaning if you know the spirits inside you, you can then align yourself with God and live a life with the right ingredients in you. Very simply, you'll get better results. And, and that's really what it means. You buy the ingredients for the cake because you know you need this. So we connect to God, which is the spirit. We know we need this and we can get the results we want. Society's not producing the results people want. Yes, it has money, but that's not the result. The result is harmony, love, joy, and purpose. You can have money and no purpose. You can have a lot of money and no purpose. You can have a lot of money and no joy. I can give you examples of people I know that are, are like this. In a big house, but living in hellation. You can be in a mansion living in hellation. That's one of the things I have used before in my writing. It's not what you have, it's, it's what you have in you and ha what you see out of you that counts. So that's why the world is full of cynicism, anger, resentment, frustrated and unfulfilled people. Many of us, we're walking from Exodus to the promised land, which is really means, what it really means actually is walking to the best part of your life, to the plan for your life. That's really what it means. It means not being lost in the anger, in the media, in the cynicism or frustration, but walking to the best part of you. We're all really a work in process, and all of us want to find the masterpiece truly in us. It's like a pilgrimage. Don't we want to find the discovered treasure? The whole point of going on a discovery is to find better. And that's really what we want to do. We want to find better. You know, just if you feel what I'm telling you is not right, just just see for yourself the next time you step behind your steering wheel and just see how people are treating each other, see the look on their faces, see the anger and the resentment. It, it all comes out there. It all comes out. Life is like a pressure cooker. Whatever you put in, it has to come out of, out of it. So to find your true self, you need to find out how God works, how he functions. It's about giving and not getting. As while you're focused on what's in it for me, you'll never get closer to God. Most of us put God on a performance clause, which is all about, I want this to happen in my life at this time, paying me this much money, 
or rather than God take out what I don't need and give me what I do need and have your way in me. So to get God to really do something big in your life, make it about what you want to give back to him. This will bring you closer to him and closer to your divine purpose and meaning in your life. In life, you attract really what you put out. If you go to God in need, you'll always be in a need mentality. But if you go to him in belief, you'll always have sufficiency to complete your life journey. Your belief will turn your mindset from the scarcity mentality to the abundant mentality. It's all about mindset, friend. If I can change my mind about God, I can change my mind about myself. And if I can change my mind about myself, guess what? I can change my mind about my life too. You know, a lot of people say, I can't help it. It's my human nature. Um, when what you really need to get a grasp of is that you're a spirit being in his image and likeness. It's not. That's just a really a, a, a scapegoat, meaning I'm not going to change. Oh, woe, there's me. That's what I'm doing. It's in the conditioned mind state that we think that we're in this separate individual entity, that really all of the suffering begins in this mindset. When you really stop to think more critically, we can't be separate from God as we came from the infinite which is the source of all potentiality, but in the conveyor belt of life, we get trapped in it. You know, the hidden gem is not something you can study for, make more money for, or try harder to get. It's about fine. It's not about something you can get from outside of you. It's not about getting, it's about on the inside. And I speak to many people, you know, some wealthy, and most of them feel that if they can get God to give them more of this and more of that, that this will be the solution to their stress and anxiety. In that mindset, many of us spend our entire lives searching for something, only to be still looking by the time we're 80. And that's why when we get older, we normally get bitter. So it's all about raising consciousness. And we'll talk a little bit more now about <clears throat> carnal, which is our separated self and the spirit, which we were made of. We're all individual expressions of God. The different, you know, we have different talents and personalities. Some babies cry a lot at birth. Some are at peace. This can be exhibited in many families. Families, you know, at home at many times, we all have differences. And it's in those differences that makes the world f function. Butcher, baker, candlestick maker, visible, and the spirit. We have all these people doing these different talents, and that's really what makes the world function. If we were all, we're all the same in spirit, but we're all different in our talents and what we can do. I may know about the mind, but if, if my television goes out, beyond putting new batteries in the remote, I haven't got the idea. A guy can come in five minutes, oh, this was your problem. So the tug of war in us is always going to be not in our differences in what we can do, but a battle between the flesh, what you can see in the spirit, what you can't see. Galatians 5.17, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you're not, so you are, are not to do whatever you want. So it said it, we have free will. And within it, thoughts that predicate actions that are contrary to God's likeness and character. That's the essence. The scripture just clearly makes that point. However, you have a spirit being on the inside that will only feel aligned if it lives from the spirit. And remember about the goldfish being out of water. This is the reason why the country and the world is an intense struggle at present. We've been trying to do it our way by adding, 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 adding more technology, more know-how, more solutions from prideful leaders. And look where it's got us. In an angry mess, you know, I can't wait to present the next show. Uh, we'll discuss more about this now. But it's nobody's fault, but it's, it's collectively down to us as a society. 
Um, it's about how we've continued to participate in these stories in separation. You know, we can't change things automatically. As much like the evidence is now was by a process, so will change be by a process in us. What I see in my life now has been the sum total of what I've processed and perceived. So in order to make a change, it's a process. Becoming, shall we say, spiritually mature, and that's the goal really for most Christians, is to be high impact but low maintenance. In other words, effective people but low maintenance. In other words, I'm not really struggling. That's really the, the essence of work of functioning well. So we're both opposing to each other, the flesh and the spirit. We must coexist in functionality. So the more we hear God's voice, the more oneness we can create and the better life we will then end up leading. So there must always be a movement in us to connect with God. It's always something from us. Most of us wait for him to do something for us, which means that we'll remain separate rather than us breaking some things off our egoic way so there can be some space to bring in the things that he wants to do through us. It will always be us working through him, not working through us. So we need to do it. It requires a shift from inside of you. That means being in a position to put aside some of the things we want to do some of the things that, that he wants. It's always a sacrifice of some of the things that we are pursuing that he can then give us what we need and then the purpose, joy, and peace in our lives. That's what I did with what I was doing. I was doing nutrition and counseling for many years, making a large amount of money. Psychology was something I was always studying. But as far as speaking and writing books, that only happened when I left my stuff behind, which was to trying to make more money, right? Trying to have a bigger car, trying to date more, all of these things in the flesh because I was separate. And then when I got the spirit, life has had joy, purpose. Yes, I've had tragedy, but you know what? I've used those and spun them to work for good. And now for good, obviously, for the, for the, for the world. But that's why many people, as they get older, they get more tired because they pursue the same things and not get announced more fulfillment, satisfaction, peace, or joy. The answer to a better life has always been there all along, but we want to do it for ourselves, you know, because we have pride and we want to be right about our story. If I can explain it like this, we're on a long walk, that is your life. God is always like a shadow right by your side saying something like this. I've got the 11 day plan waiting for you, but you're walking the long way around. It's going to take you 40 years. That's why it took the Israelites so long, as I mentioned before, they wanted to do it their way. So the blessed life is waiting for all of us, the better part of us, the promised land. But the choice really is ours. Do we want to do it our way, which is 40 years, or do it God's way, which can be fast. It can be 11 days. So, and I will point this out. If we do it God's way, we may not be wealthy, but we'll be rich in peace and joy, something that can't be bought. It's a gift from God. I, just like the billionaires and the millionaires that have committed suicide, if they could give their money for an ounce more peace and joy, they'd probably still be here today. So that's the gift we're all looking for. So pro there's purpose and process. Um, Isaiah 40, 31 tells us, but those whose hope is in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not grow faint. We often get tired and discouraged at many stages in our life. Things don't go to plan. We get tired of waiting for an outcome to something. Our personal relationships are a challenge. You know, our health's not good. Our finance is tight. So what we need to do is embrace that all things are working for good instead of putting our identity in the money we need to make, the relationship we need to be in, and the timetable that things need to happen. What's good or bad 
as these things will continue to keep you from living a full life and you'll remain trapped in that false identity of self in your limitation and misery. I'm being all the way honest as to make a change. You need to hear what you've not heard before so you can then have what you've not had before. When you're trying to get water, you will never appear to have enough as it will always elude you. The best way is to life is the well. Just be in your well. John 14, uh, John 4, 14 tells us, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them like a spring uh, welling up to eternal life. So let yourself be like that. God is omnipresent and is for you. Once you realize that you have all you need, as I say, the game's over for your minds committee. Um, telling you that you're not enough or that no one will listen to you or you'll run out or you'll not be good enough. All these things are things you really need to think. And I'm going to leave you with some closeout. From the moment you were born, you were a miracle. Never forget that from a seed, you've become who you are today. Just the science alone is mind blowing. You are, no one will be like you. You're an individual. Work on your talents, multiply those talents. You are enough. You'll never run out, always. Never doubt this. God has given you enough for your story, the middle, the beginning, and the end. He is the alpha and the omega. you always be enough. You'll never run out. Just like the bird who's fed and provided for, he loves you so much more, so he will provide for you. There's always more to learn. Remember, if I fail at doing something, it's a setup because very often my failure is a gift from God to make me a better person. I know from my failures, I'm so glad I made all these mistakes before. It's got me to where I am now. Some of us need to praise our valley before we get to the promised land. And that is, again, for somebody. Life can be a lot of fun if you do it that way. Remember, obstacles are not walls. There are opportunities for you to go through. Sometimes a mountain Forget climbing the mountain that's never going to change. In other words, an unhealthy relationship, someone who's been addicted. Things that aren't going to change, better to move those mountains and choose who you spend your time with. Sometimes if they're not prepared to listen, remove the mountain. Don't struggle with it. We waste a lot of our time struggling to make things happen. But if it's the right thing, God will bring the miraculous, just like the five loaves and two fish. Commit to being the best version of yourself every day. So you need to rework this. Each day we're getting better, so that constantly needs to be changed. Leave room for empathy for others. Let them do their own thing. Do not judge them. Forgive people more. Expect less. Be compassionate. If you're compassionate, you can feel humanity all around you. And it's amazing how more effective you'll become. The idea is to impart love and light on people struggling on their journey. God, what am I doing for you? What am I doing? The purpose of your life really is in that. What can I do for you? God, you gave me this life. What am I going to do for it? So in the end, as the beginning, you're always going to be Great. You're his creation. You're way beyond all you can think and imagine. Please go on to the show. iTunes, New Dimensions. You can Google, get out of mind jail, buy the copy. I would love you to do it. It's a cost of a coffee and a sandwich. Follow me on Twitter at PTNickB. This has been an amazing experience just to be here. I feel uplifted myself because I know that I'm doing this for God, but for you. And, I'm, and my prayer is really that you'll have a better life. You'll be able to make some changes that will strike a match that will light a forest fire in your purpose. Um, God loves you. I love you. Take Have a great week. And I look forward to speaking to you in the next show. Until then, God bless. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of New Dimensions. 
please join Reverend Nicholas Barrett again next Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a blessed week.